0: What's shaking fire nation? JLD here, and welcome to episode 1542 of EO Fire. Right chat with today's most successful entrepreneur seven days a week. Check out our free podcasting course. You can create, grow, and monetize your podcast over at freepodcastcourse.com. Now, let's chat with today's featured guest, Ryan Culp. Ryan, are you prepared to ignite?
1: Hell yeah. Yeah, buddy.
0: Ryan is a musician and marketer turned developer and co-founder of FOMO. He formerly headed growth at dozens of venture-backed companies. And Ryan, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life.
1: As a musician, I played over 300 shows and I made zero money. So basically, I needed money for food and sitting at a desk instead of standing on a stage provided for that. Uh, but there was a really awesome, fortunate transfer of knowledge because when you're trying to get people to memorize your lyrics or you know uh, uh, become your evan- evangelist, you learn a couple things about holding consumer attention, about charisma. Um, so going into marketing as a musician was actually a really organic, uh, organic move. And then going from musician to developer was sort of just born out of frustration, uh, and I guess maybe even me wanting to make more money.
0: Now, you made the comments, you did 300 shows and made no money, and I mean, so many people have this dream growing up. They want to be in a rock band, they want to be a singer, they want to be a performer. Like, what's the deal behind that? I mean, I know people that tour around, and they're always playing gigs, like, what are the numbers, the dollars and cents behind that kind of lifestyle?
1: Well, if you're signed to a label and you're slinging albums on iTunes or Walmart shelves, you're maybe making 10%. And that's that's as a band, right? So there's five of you and you make a dollar off of every $10 album uh, to split between the five of you. So all of your money comes from shows, comes from merchandise and tickets. But those shows, there's kind of a, 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 cap, a gap between being a local artist and being able to do a show that's ahead and 30 people show up and being a headliner where thousands of people show up and pay hundreds of dollars. So you're really, you're really kind of stuck uh, somewhere in the ether uh, until you, you know, quote unquote, make it. Um, And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people give up, at least I temporarily did. And we'll talk about that a little bit more
0: later. Well, I'm excited because I kind of really like dispelling the myths. You know, there's a lot of myths about entrepreneurship, and, you know, what you do is you just start an app, and next thing you know, you're getting offers from VC, and then, you know, you're an IPO and all this stuff, and that's not reality. You know, people have this fantasy about rock bands. They have this fantasy about professional sports, and... Fire Nation, it's just important to just collect the information, you know, digest it and say, hey, like, let me just make the best decisions for me going forward about the life that I want to lead. You know, not dashing your dreams, but just living in a world of reality. So Ryan, what I kind of want to do right now is have you break down what you consider your area of expertise. So like, what's your specialty? Like, what are you known for?
1: I try to be known for understanding customers and what they really want uh, by asking them in maybe unique ways. So, building widgets, building platforms, and utilities that serve as honeypots or Legion for the main thing, right? So, working with a cold email company by uh, building them something that writes cold emails for you, and then one click you, you turn into a customer of that company, right? Or working with a home renovations marketplace by building a search engine for home contractors to find out if they're legit or not. And that leads you into becoming a lead on the marketplace. So kind of taking a step back from like, what is your product and what do you do to what do you do for me? And what sort of utilities can I help provide for your prospects if I'm, if I'm the marketer here um, to get them a little bit closer to you, to your circle, so that you can then reel them in to the, to the final thing.
0: So you specialize in understanding customers. Like, what's something that we, myself, Fire Nation, doesn't know about this area that we probably should?
1: Sure. So I, I talked about this recently, actually, which is which is making a making your own Zen garden. So you go to a restaurant and you've got the placemat or the coloring mats, uh, and that's okay. And little kids like that, but how do you give that to adults? What's the adult version of that? And what's something adults love to do? at restaurants, they love to take photos, they love to kind of make memories, really they love to make memories, they personify those memories in photos, photos need to have something remarkable in them, because everybody cares about how many likes they get on Instagram. So putting all that together, it's like, what if at your restaurant, you put a mini Zen rock garden in the middle of the table with little rakes and little stones, and your restaurant guests could kind of rearrange the rocks in the sand while they're waiting for the food right? That's really interesting and remarkable. They're going to take photos because they want to create a memory and you're the only place in town doing it. So now you've just promoted the hell out of your, your restaurant without asking for it because you've just given customers something that they already aspire to do and have. They want Instagram likes. They want to say that they're at a cool place. They want to do something remarkable. They want to express themselves artistically, right? So if you know those things about the customer, you kind of just dovetail into it, something that lets them uh, achieve the things they already want.
0: So let me see if I get this, if I'm getting this right. Like basically allow your customers to do something remarkable at your place of business. I mean, you gave them the example of, you know, using a Zen garden at a restaurant. Like how can you kind of break this down tangibly for the listeners? so They can understand how they can specifically apply this to their business.
1: In theory, right, there's maybe millions or billions of, of personas, right? When we're thinking about marketing, because there's billions of people and we're all very different. But for the sake of understanding your market and coming up with a plan, you have to define a couple and you have to generalize. And one way that you could generalize a market is that there are people who do just enough to not get fired uh, and who just want to keep their job. And then there's people who want to shake it up and kind of be bold and push the limits. And you can market to either of those, but you have to do it in a little bit different ways. So let's say you're building a marketing tool. I have a marketing tool, FOMO, right? And what's really critical for us is that we show people the money. We show them the beef. We show them, how is this thing helping you? And obviously, you could you could kind of intuit that showing someone that your product works and has ROI is, is like a good thing. But when you go a step deeper and think, who are they? Are they the person who's afraid about losing their job? Or are they looking for something that's a big boost? You can present that information of the ROI of your your product a little bit differently. So on FOMO, when I'm talking to or working with, let's say a customer that you know, isn't the decision maker at the organization, they found our tool, they think it looks cool, they wanna implement it, but there is like a cost associated. The way that they want that information of good job, you're getting clicks, you're getting sales, you're getting conversions, is gonna be different than the person who's the founder and who wants to get this going right away and they're just so sure that it will work. So, you know, for one type of customer, we're giving them like badges, you know, so good job, you did this. And that's kind of this reminder of like, don't have buyer's remorse. You did the right thing. You're not going to lose your job. This is something you can take to your boss and show him I did this. And and that's why I'm on your organization. And then to the other customer, it's different, right? They want to know benchmarks. How did I do against my competitors and the other customers on your platform? So same information, same sharing of, of ROI, same showing value, but based on those two buckets of personas presented differently.
0: Fire Nation, hope this is kind of sparking some ideas into how you can integrate these things into your business, because this is how you can stand out above the crowd. And Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming FOMO is an acronym for fear of missing out. Is that right?
1: That's exactly right.
0: Boom. So Fire Nation, fear of missing out, FOMO. Now, Ryan, I'm sure you didn't miss out on your share of disasters throughout your entrepreneurial journey. So take us to one of those and not just anyone, but the worst entrepreneurial moment you've experienced to date. Take us to that day and tell us that story.
1: This is easy. It was a couple of years ago, fall of 2014. I'm working, I'm like side projecting, I'm, I'm making money, I'm saving money, everything's great. I'm not paying any rent because I'm going to San Francisco a lot. And I was living in New York and so I was airbnb being my apartment. Everything was like super great. So I decided to do what everybody at this stage does. Uh, I decide I'm going to build a house out of shipping containers in the mountains a thousand miles away. Um, so I fly to Atlanta, that's where I'm from. I find a dude on Craigslist. This is, this is all on a whim, by the way. Uh, I go up in the rain like a couple hours north in the mountains. I buy the land. And the way you buy land, you know, like in the rain, in the mountains, um, in the middle of nowhere, on a whim on Craigslist, is you basically meet a dude at a courthouse. They walk in and gift you the money, or they gift you the land. And then you're expected to basically walk out with a briefcase of cash. So, like, I don't know exactly how that works legally, <laughs> um, hashtag taxes. And um, so we do that. And then I start looking for a contractor. I draw up my blueprints. I've never drawn blueprints. I I like come up with this, I don't know, the schematics. I've never done that. And I find this guy, got no connection to him, no reference checks, uh, but he's got this voice, like, you know, you know, I can't even do it. Like king of the hill. <laughs> you know, so I just think like, you know, I got one, you know, like this guy's a good guy. He he knows how to work with metal. Um So, so what I learned though, over the next few months was this guy ripped me off, right? Stole thousands and thousands of dollars, did basically nothing, uh, sent me photos of the property kind of moving along, but they were not photos of my property. (laughs) Um, so the whole thing, the whole thing was, it was, it was the absolute disaster, worst experience I've ever had as far as, uh, you know, an entrepreneurial, uh, endeavor, uh, I've, you know, considered all kinds of ramifications, legal, whatever, all of that's like a mess. But, yeah, uh, you know, I learned a few things from that, though. Um, A, you know, trust but verify. (laughs) So I should have I should have gone down there. I should have watched the work being done. I was living in Harlem and I just thought, yeah, you know, the guy will send me iPhone photos and I'll have a house like in a couple months. Um, Why was I giving the guy money to just go give it to someone else? Right. So kind of understanding like better accounting principles and, you know, I could have just given the money for the containers to the container place and could have given. So I did all of that wrong by kind of making him the single point of failure. Um, and then I think the biggest lesson I learned here was that vendors, I would call this guy like a vendor or contractor, are not your team. Um, and I think a lot of times we bring on contractors to fill gaps or to like not have to pay them, I don't know, benefits and healthcare. care. But really, I think the idea behind contractors and principal and vendors and principal is that they can do their own thing. They can have their own culture. They can have their own values. But you're bringing them on for a very specific niche reason. Uh, But if you start to treat them like your team and people try to think of their team as like a family or something, then you become maybe too forgiving, too um, merciful even perhaps. And um, things can slip and you you might get in trouble like I did. I
0: think this is really applicable to entrepreneurs, whether you're, you know, this is a brick and mortar business, whether this is virtual, because, you know, let's be honest, this day and age, we love hiring virtual assistants on an independent contract basis, you know, if they're in the Philippines, or if they're in India, like wherever that might be, because, you know, it just seems like it's easier. I mean, you're just hiring them, and you're paying them a set number of dollars for a job, or, you know, an hourly wage, whatever it might be, and you're not kind of getting tied up into that whole quote unquote salary and benefits, etc. But- Where's the cons on that? And as Ryan just describes, they're not really part of your team. Like they're just independent contractors who are really just looking out for themselves. I mean, they're looking for other jobs. And if they get a better job offer than yours, they're probably going to spend more time on it or just leave you for it. So you really kind of have to weigh that benefits. And, you know, as we've kind of grown our business here at EO Fire, we've actually started bringing more people into our actual company with salaries and benefits, et cetera because we just know that we're building a stronger team for the long run. So it's definitely fine to start off with independent contractors if you're bootstrapping it, but this is a great lesson. Now, Ryan, kind of shifting a little bit, I wanna talk about another story because you've had a lot of ups and downs. Let's talk about one of your greatest ideas that turned into a success. What was that idea and how did you make that happen?
1: Well, I was moving to New York City a few years ago for my first job in tech, and it was great. I learned a ton. Everybody I worked with, totally amazing. But I stepped away. Uh, you know, I quit the company. I wanted to do something else. Kind of I just wanted to make more money. Kind of I wanted to explore what was out there. Kind of I wanted to examine, like, what am I worth? What am I capable of? Uh, and kind of put myself back um, in the fire, really. So what I did was I quit. I had no prospects. It was kind of intentional. Like, let me create this perfect storm of of uh, panic, and uh, and you know, meanwhile I'm living in, in New York, so it's expensive, um, et cetera. And so, with nothing but you know my MacBook and really not even any money, not even like a budget of like, well, I had five hundred dollars. I had I had zero. Um, I just started emailing founders and saying founders I didn't know and saying I love what you do. Um, you know, how can I help? And it worked. So I started going to coffees. I started getting. Well, first off, let me clients. kind of break
0: in. How did you find those founders that you wanted to reach out to? What was that strategy?
1: It was the silliest thing ever. So I got accounts account on Feedly.com, which is like an RSS reader. Uh, Google Reader was in the midst of shutting down, like end of 2012, early 2013. Everybody was freaking out. And uh, so I get on Feedly and I subscribe to all of these blogs. And the one I used exclusively, actually, to kick this off, was, and I hate saying this as, as an entrepreneur, but it was TechCrunch. And it was exclusively the TechCrunch fundings and exits category. And so what that meant was like every two and a half minutes, you got a press release <laughs> from TechCrunch that's like so-and-so just raised a million dollars to fix blah, 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 to like fix babies from crying. And so-
0: <laughs> They are the Uber like, of fixing babies from crying. <laughs> that was the headline.
1: Exactly. So I get this. And literally, you know, within the first three sentences, there's going to be a sentence, founder, Stephen, so-and-so. So I'm like, okay, company.com, remove the vowel, dot L-Y. Okay, got it. Founder, Stephen, got it. Um, emailed them. hey, Steven, I love what you do, et cetera. And, um, and that got just this ridiculous response rate. Um and so then I wrote about that a little bit, you know, how to freelance. I'm like, I'm barely learning how to freelance, and I write this post, how to freelance, and then people start reading that, and then that starts getting shared, and then founders are coming to me, oh, I loved your post on how to freelance. You know, you must be good at it, right? So that kind of that kind of uh, really helped me help me get set up, and I, I wrote about how I was able to five x my income then um, from like forty k to two hundred k. I was
0: going to say you uh, went from zero to five dollars. That's pretty impressive. <laughs>
1: amazing yeah exactly so that was cool and so the aha moment there though um or the takeaway was that i guess two parts a you can become incredibly successful by just making it up as you go on um, kind of being confident and then that b most successful people got there by doing that so nobody knows what they're doing confidence is key
0: Nobody knows what they're doing. Fire Nation is true, and I hate to say it applies to pretty much every profession. So next time you're on that table uh, about to have surgery and that doctor's putting on his white gloves, he might not exactly know what he's doing. He probably has a good idea, but listen, it's, it's just a reality. Nobody knows what they're doing, really. So just get in there, mix it up. Don't be afraid that you don't have the expert knowledge, and just have conversations. Try to be a person of value. Now, Ryan, random question. Do you know that you live directly in a flight path?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is this is a temporary housing situation I'm in right now. And I've heard everything from from planes to pressure washers in the last day. Pressure
0: wash. Well, let's just cross our fingers about that. It's funny because I actually did kind of even ask that like uh, with a semi uh, sense of seriousness because I had a bunch of friends uh, when I was in San Diego that lived in Point Loma, which was right in the mm. uh, flight path. And they did what's called the Point Loma Pause. Like you'd be talking to them and they, you'd be in their house And like, you know, plane would go overhead. They would just stop talking for a second, almost like you push pause on their entire body. And then as soon as the plane was gone, they start talking and you'd be like, um, do you realize that a plane just like went by? They're like, no, didn't realize that. Like they just had completely adapted to the planes and the noise and everything. So Fire Nation, just realize you will acclimate to everything in life. And Ryan, what are you most fired up about right now?
1: Well, it's kind of not entrepreneurship, to be honest. It's uh, relaunching my career as a musician. Um, Next spring, I'm recording a new album. I'm redoing my site. I'm even going to take like those band photos where you wear skinny jeans. I don't know. And um, yeah, I'm (laughs) going to combine everything I've learned about tech and marketing to, um, you know, to build a little following to, you know, try to build some fans and uh, get back out there.
0: Well, Fire Nation, we're going to combine awesomeness in the lightning rounds after we thank our sponsors. Quick question for all the marketers listening. What's your address? My friend Billy Jean wants to send you something in the mail. It's small, black, and if used properly, it might deliver some serious ROI, return on investments. For the next 100 listeners who go to copyourads.com, Billy Jean is going to mail you his best performing Facebook ad campaigns for free. You just cover the shipping. Once you get this flash drive into your computer, you'll have instant access to the ad he used to generate 290 appointment requests for local businesses in 24 hours, the exact ad he used to jumpstart his agency and close close to $10,000 in one day, and dozens of other proving campaigns that he and his clients spent millions of dollars in testing. Visit copyourads.com to take Billie Jean up on this generous offer today. Fire Nation, did you know that Kate and I have created four unbelievably valuable free courses for you? There is Funnel on Fire, where you can learn how to create a funnel that converts, free goals course so that you can learn how to accomplish meaningful goals in eight days, and of course, free podcast course and free webinar course, where you can learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and create webinars that convert. Visit eofire.com slash now to learn more more about these free courses and sign up today eofire.com slash now ryan are you prepared for the lightning rounds i am what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur
1: i'm kind of lucky because i was held back from not becoming an entrepreneur i was anti-authoritarian i didn't go to a good school i didn't have any extracurriculars working out for me except like playing in screamo bands so you know, combine that with having a lot of ideas, couldn't sit still, <clears throat> disinterested in everything my friends were up to, it actually was a lot easier uh, and it continues to be easier to be an entrepreneur than, than, than not.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Easy. This is from Zach Braff, actually, or a Zach Braff movie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's called The Last Kiss. Zach Braff cheats on his fiance uh, with this younger girl in a red dress kind of thing, He feels really bad about it. So his fiance basically ends it and he goes to her parents' house for advice. And he says to the dad, how do I get her back? And his potential father-in-law says, all you have to do is whatever it takes. And that's my life motto.
0: (laughs) What is a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: This is maybe personal just to me. Um, I don't know if I can recommend it. Uh, Everybody gives me excuses, but it's that I just don't sleep a lot. I have two work days from like 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., dinner, maybe watch a show, and then 8 p.m. to like 2 or 4 a.m.
0: I don't recommend that to anybody, Fire Nation, (laughs) but whatever. If you could recommend one book, what would it be and why?
1: Platform Revolution. I just finished it this week. Um, Everyone said that marketplaces would disappear and the middlemen would go away like travel agents, but instead we see that they're being re-intermediated. So Airbnb is still a marketplace. They're still a middleman. Uber is still a middleman. They broker on your behalf just like a middleman, um, but they do it a lot differently. Um, And so that that was really eye-opening to me and and got me inspired to think more about platforms and marketplaces.
0: Can you share an internet resource with Fire Nation?
1: Sure. There's a Chrome extension called motivation. Yes, I've been using it right for a year. You open a tab, the, the one I have, it tells me how old I am, like to the thousandth of a second. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I open it, it says, you know, 26.2354. And it reminds me just do something important. And I think it works because whenever someone else looks at my computer, they'll say like, is that your age? That would scare me. And it's like, yeah, exactly.
0: Scary stuff. (laughs) I love that. So Ryan, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you. And then we'll say goodbye.
1: If you're thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, I would say definitely from my experiences, don't do it for the money because sometimes you'll lose it all. Do it for uh, the freedom and, um, feeling of of fulfilling your purpose. Uh, to connect with me, I'm Ryan at UseFOMO.com. And um, if you guys would like to try my platform FOMO, totally free. Just go to UseFOMO.com slash go slash fire.
0: And kind of give us a little detail about exactly what they're going to see when they get there. I mean, what, what happens when you check out UseFOMO?
1: FOMO is a marketing widget that you throw on your website. Click a couple things to connect it with your services like MailChimp or Stripe or whatever. And what it will do is it will stream recent customer behaviors to your website visitors. So if someone just upgraded their plan, if someone just signed up, you can say like, John in San Diego just subscribed to our awesome plan. Okay. And what that does is it you know, encourages social proof and increases on-page conversions.
0: Yeah, I think I just saw something like that on, on a page that was selling a book. It was like, so-and-so just left a five-star review. And it was like, Shh. It was like oh, really? Wow, that was pretty cool. Um, Might have been us. I'm feeling FOMO right now because I haven't read a five-star <laughs> reviewed book. Um, and one more time, what was the URL they can go to if they want to check out more?
1: It's usefomo.com slash go slash fire.
0: Boom. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with RK and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to EOFire.com. Just type Ryan in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. Ryan gave us his email address. If you want to just shoot the crap with him, go ahead and send him an email. Ryan at usefomo.com. Ask him a question. Thank him for being on the show. I mean, he's definitely has some interesting things going on in his life. And of course, if you want to just go directly to usefomo.com slash go slash fire, Uh, You'll get to check out this pretty cool tool that I'm actually just forwarding to my team right now. So you might be seeing it on thefreedomjournal.com sooner than later. And Ryan, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thanks, John.
0: Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Ryan today. And if you are ready to turn your website visitors into leads, visit fireup.co to learn more and sign up for our free service today. I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, what's your address? My friend, Billy G wants to send you something in the mail. It is small, black, and if used properly, it might deliver some serious ROI for the next 100 listeners who go to copyourads.com. Billy Jean is going to mail you his best performing Facebook ads campaign for free. That's copyourads.com.